0: Friends welcome, God's spirit is with us uh, joining us together in this time of worship. May we feel the love of God and the love of community surrounding us and holding us this day and always. A couple of announcements for today. A big thank you to everyone who helped take down the Christmas decorations in our sanctuary. We are blessed by the gift of your setting up and taking down those decorations. Thank you to our children, youth, and to Heather for the wonderful Epiphany um, presentation for last week's service. And a special thank you to everyone who has gathered here today to help us record and to share in this worship service. For a list of all the different events happening online at Grace United, please see our weekend emails or call the church office and ask Laurel, our administrator. A reminder that all the staff are working remotely, except for Laurel, our administrator, who's working out of the church office. If you're wanting to get a hold of me, My phone number is on my office answer machine here at the church. To to get a hold of any other staff, please email them or leave a message with Laurel, our administrator here at the church. And a special thank you to all of you for continuing to share and worship with us and also continuing to share your gifts of time, talent, love, prayer, and money, your gifts continue to help us to share in the ministry of Grace United Church and bless one another and bless our world. And as we gather to worship today, we remember that Grace United Church is centered on the traditional territory of the Ottawa, Mississauga, and Anishinaabewaki nations. We are in the middle of the land covered under Treaty 45 and a half. And we pray that God may ever lead us in the work of healing, in the work of of truth-telling and learning, in the work of reconciliation and a new day. Friends, let us join together in singing hymn number, Voices United, number 79, Arise, Your Light Has Come. Come on. we join together in our call to worship and our opening prayer? Signs of wonder, God's love, grace to humanity in Jesus. Sign of celebration, the joy of Jesus alive in persons who have nothing of their own. Sign of community, Christians together baptizing, sharing communion, learning and worshiping, giving and serving. Sign of the times, getting and spending does not satisfy, but the way of Christ, of Jesus, leads to true life. Together we pray. Creator God, God of all the falling snow, God of the awesome northern lights, we praise you. Creator God, God of the smiling, searching baby, God of all our years, we thank you. Creator God, God of the Word, God of inspiring Hebrew and Christian scripture, we listen to you. Creator God, God of inspiration and example to humanity and Jesus, we respond to you in time and beyond time. Amen.
1: The Minute for Mission this week is entitled, Theological Education Provides a Roadmap to Vitality. Vancouver School of Theology just celebrated its 50th anniversary. The school, which receives support through mission and service, has thrived for over half a century, thanks to your generosity. We are committed to serve and support the Church, says their President and Vice Chancellor Richard Topping. To that end, the school has big plans for the coming year to expand facilities in order to create more teaching space for its growing student body, to begin new partnerships, and to invest in helping congregations flourish. Many congregations struggle with issues of viability, for example, managing and maintaining buildings, paying for staff, and other related expenses. Through our Congregational Vitality Through Community Engagement project, we want to help communities of faith refocus on core principles of church health and begin to explore new ways of becoming a thriving church," says Topping. Right now, through the Congregational Vitality Initiative, the school is working hard to identify the challenges that congregations are facing and help them see what the future might look like. As the research unfolds, the school will gather the best resources and practices that lead to congregational vitality and make them available to the whole church. With proven resources in hand, congregations will be equipped to become healthier and more vital. For communities of faith that are struggling or need extra support, the school plans to offer hands-on support. Your gifts are crucial to the work of our school. It is a source of encouragement to our work during these days when the whole of our operations is online because of COVID restrictions. Through the hard work and dedication of a staff, faculty, and student body who not only work hard, but also care deeply, we've been able to continue to keep our calling to educate and form thoughtful, engaged, and generous Christian leaders for the Church and the world in the 21st century," says Topping. Thank you for your gifts through mission and service. By supporting theological education, you ensure not only that the Church has strong leaders, but also equip them and the whole of the Church with a roadmap to vitality, too. We thank you. Today's scripture comes from the book of Luke, selected passages from verse 15 to 22. The people were waiting expectantly and were all wondering in their hearts if John might possibly be the Messiah. John answered them all, I baptize you with water, but one who is more powerful than I will come the straps of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in His hand to clear His threshing floor and to gather the wheat into His barn, but He will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. When all the people were being baptized, Jesus was baptized too. And as he was praying, heaven was opened, and the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven. You are my son, whom I love. With you I am well pleased. May God bless the reading of his word. Amen. (laughs)
0: child, the beloved, with whom I am well pleased. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart and all of our reflecting be blessed and enriched by God. How are you? How are you doing? It is one of those questions that is asked a lot. Most of us have a set answer. If you're like me, it sometimes comes out automatically without even thinking, I'm fine, how are you? Now, early on in this pandemic, almost two years ago, I realized something very important. As I phoned members of our congregation, I made the intentional decision not to automatically respond when asked, how are you, with the answer, fine, but to be more honest. I wanted to let people know that they could be honest with me about how they were really doing. And I knew that in turn, I had to be honest with them. I also made a commitment early on that I was going to avoid or I was not going to avoid or act as if others should avoid the difficulty of what we were all going through. I was going to say that things were tough, but that I was getting by, because that was how I was doing. That is how I'm still doing. Because we don't have to be fine all of the time. We don't have to pretend that everything is okay when it's not. We don't have to act strong when we're struggling. We don't need to feel as if our suffering is any less significant than the suffering of others if we somehow in our minds imagine that their suffering and what they've gone through is worse than ours. We can be honest. We can be honest with each other, and that way we can support one another, and we can remind one another that while things may be tough, While we may not always be fine, we are not alone. We are part of a community of care and compassion. So, how are you doing? Today we celebrate Baptism of Jesus Sunday, it's a day in which we are reminded of Jesus' identity as child of God and beloved of God. It is a day in which we are reminded that the way of Christ is a path that we can trust and is a path rooted in God's vision, God's dominion of this for this world. Our reading begins with a crowd gathered around John, John the Baptist, a charismatic preacher who talks of repentance, that is, of turning away from the old ways that pull us away from God and one another and turning towards God and the relationships our relationship with God leads us towards. The crowd has gathered around John, carrying with them all of their hopes, their fears, their questions, and their longings. They line up, waiting to be baptized, a new ritual allowing them to embody God's love and forgiveness. As they gather, Luke reminds us, they bring something else with them as well into that moment, a deep deep desire, a deep hope for salvation. They are looking for the one who will bring freedom, healing, and justice to them, to all their people, to this world. They are searching for the Messiah. And they wonder if John could be the Messiah. And as we move further in the story past John's reflection that he is not the Messiah, we find out that the Messiah is in the crowd. Unbeknownst to many, Jesus stands with the crowd. He lines up with them and takes his turn being baptized. Although each of the gospels shares a story about Jesus's baptism, they are not all the same. They all have little differences in their story. Now we shouldn't feel the need to rush past these differences in the gospels. Through these differences, God's good news enters into our lives through different angles. The gospel of John, the gospel of Luke says, Jesus's baptism happened alongside the baptism of others. Here's what Luke writes. When all the people were being baptized, Jesus was baptized too. It is then later, when, while he is praying, that the Spirit descends on him and tells him that he is God's child, God's beloved, with whom God is well pleased. It's a little different from the other, some of the other Gospels where the Spirit descends as he is emerging from the water. Jesus is is baptized as part of the crowd. This can seem inconsequential at first. However, it reminds us that Jesus is the Messiah who comes up alongside people and journeys with them. Jesus as God's child, God's beloved. Jesus as Emmanuel, God with us shares in the life of the people. He enters the water of baptism beside beside them. So friends, how are you doing? It has been almost, well, it has been over two years since this pandemic had, began changing the lives of people throughout this world. Two years ago, we were all hearing the news of infections on the other side of the world. And well, I don't think any of us thought we would be where we are now. It's been a long time. This pandemic has been jarring because just when we think things are getting better, a new wave or a new variant appears and we have found ourselves time and time again having to step back and readjust. And while things are improving, It's still jarring. So how are you doing? How are you doing? There's no right or wrong answer to this question. You're answering privately so you can be as honest as you want to be. How are you doing? Maybe you're feeling hopeful, strong, and resilient. Maybe you are feeling isolated, anxious, and alone. Maybe you are fearful of getting sick or worried about loved ones. Maybe you are trying to get by and this pandemic has left you feeling pretty numb to it all. Maybe you are sick and tired of this pandemic. Maybe you're sick right now. Maybe you are disappointed that we have had to take a step back again and live with greater care and limitations again. Maybe you are feeling all of these things or maybe you're feeling something else. How are you doing? Today's gospel reading says this is where the Messiah shows up, right where we are. God's child, God's beloved Emmanuel, God with us, comes alongside us, enters into our lives. God enters into our fears, our frustrations, our searching, our hopes, our longings, and reminds us that we are never alone. God is right here with us. God's love surrounds us and holds us in this moment. God's love empowers us, to care for one another and to be cared for by each other. The Messiah stands beside us as we search, as we reflect, as we long for healing. And in this way, new paths of love and justice appear in this world. In all of the gospels, Jesus's baptism is only the beginning of his ministry. As Jesus goes out to share God's love, to call people to turn and return towards God and God's way, to challenge and to strengthen, Jesus reminds people of their deepest identity. For those who are struggling, for those who have been cast down or rejected, for those who have been told that they are anything but blessed or untouchable or are sinners, Jesus touches them. He drinks and he eats with them. He heals them and he reminds them that they are children and beloved of God. He empowers them to live live lives of love and justice. For those who have hurt others, for those who have benefited or who perpetuate systems of injustice, For the Purity Party members of his time who use faith to pull themselves up at the expense of others, Jesus teaches, eats and drinks with them, and tries to heal them. He reminds them that they are children and beloved of God. In this way, he calls them to live out their true identity and through love calls them to return and turn again to lives of love and justice for all. Jesus is the Messiah, the Messiah who enters into people's lives, journeys alongside them, and reminds them of their true identity as children and beloved of God. This naming doesn't make everything all better but it gives people the strength, the courage, and the hope to join together and live lives of compassion and justice. So how are you doing? Into this moment, this moment that we find ourselves in, with however we are doing, we hear the promise of our faith, the good news that God is with us. God's love holds us, and God's love nourishes us. Christ journeys alongside of us and whispers into our ears the words of comfort and strength. You are God's child, God's beloved, with whom God is well pleased. This is our deepest identity. This is the name that holds us through the difficult and trying moments. This is the name that empowers us to love and serve one another as we seek healing and justice for all. This is the name that allows us to be honest with how we are doing, to reach out for support, to care for one another, to work for healing and justice in this world. So how are you doing? As we name before God how we are doing, may we feel Christ's presence with us and hear the holy word spoken once again. You are God's child, God's beloved, with whom God is well-pleased. And as we remember this, may we feel the holy and strengthening love of God holding us. May we know that we are never alone because God is with us and the love of community surrounds us. May we share this love with one another and with this world, for we are part of the amazing things that God is doing now and always. Amen. Friends, let us offer our prayers, knowing that we pray together in community, knowing that God hears our prayers. After the words, God in your mercy, I invite you to respond, hear our prayer. Let us pray. God of light and darkness, through water and the word, you shine your light into the darkness of our lives. We give thanks for this incredible gift. God in your mercy, hear our prayers. God of love and hate, your love comes in spite of our hostility. We bring reconciliation to those who are divided. We pray for better relations between Canada and the indigenous nations of this land. Strengthen us to be peacemakers. God, in your mercy, hear our prayers. God of hope and fear, you walk with us through the challenges which surround us. Wash away our anxiety by your promised presence and set us free from despair. God, in your mercy, hear our prayer. God of church and world, in baptism you unify yourself with our world and bring your reign into being. Keep us from seeing your love as a hiding place. Motivate us to infuse the world with your justice. God, in your mercy, hear our prayers. God of health and illness, there is nothing that separates us from your love. Inspire us to bring your healing through to all those who are sick. You encourage the discouraged. You promise to your promise to the dying. We bring all who are on our minds, especially those we name before you now in the silence of our hearts. God in your mercy, hear our prayer. We give you thanks, O oh God, for the gifts of time, talent, and treasure shared with and through our church. Bless and guide their use. We hold in prayer Knox United Church in Durham, part of our Western Ontario Waterways Regional Council prayer list. We pray for Dr. Ian Era and all who work in public health, for all who are administering the vaccinations, and ensuring that no part of this world is left behind. We pray for educators, school staff, students, and families as people return to in-class learning. God of life and death, all that exists is from you and for you. Enable us to trust your baptismal promise and serve this hurting world. God in your mercy, hear our prayer. God who shines in the darkness, receive these prayers and the prayers of our hearts in the name of the one who shows us your light, Jesus the Christ. We join together in the prayer that Jesus taught us using the version and language that is most meaningful to each one of us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, We join in singing Voices United number 644 I was there to hear your burning cry And friends, as we conclude this time of worship, may we remember that we are blessed to be a blessing. The grace of Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with us now and always. And may we go into this world to share God's love, to hold one another in care, and to remember that God loves us through those who surround us. Let us go in love, let us go in peace, and let us go with God. Amen.